live from the gleaming, streamlined, state-of-the-art studios. Well, not exactly. You know, you reminded me of Bruce Jenner just now. Really? Did you watch the and Bruce it, Jenner? I did. I watched the thing last that night. Was then, that was smart. That was smart. I'm not going to get into that whole thing. We'll I, be talking about it right now. I, uh, you know, it, God bless him. And, Why uh, do I remind you of Bruce Jenner? He just did. Was it, it the it, hair? I go talks what? No, no, no. You looked like an Olympic champion. You actually looked like an Olympic champ. Well, you were you. jumping up and down like. Oh I'm, yeah, it's the enthusiasm. See, everybody's gonna think I'm gonna go Bruce Jenner. I'm gonna go to the you know to the, to his personal life. No, no, just his gold medal. You're damn straight. That's yeah. exactly why you remind me. That's what me we of call Jenner. flower power. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back yeah, at the radio I'm station. I'm so pissed off. Oh, quiet. Welcome to the show. It's produced by Magic Matt Allen, a man with a great future behind him. I am the legendary. stuff about that now. The legendary Burl Bear. Welcome yeah. to True Crime on. Censored. Uh, we got great stuff planned for today, Howard. Yeah, how you doing with that? You, 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 you know, I know you come in here with great stuff planned, but you didn't bother telling me about. Well, I, well here's the story. Yeah, go in, ahead. In a, in a quick nutshell, the half that you told me about, which I thought was the whole, isn't even here. Well, that's because he got stuck in traffic on I five. Yeah. So now, so so that's out. So I don't know. <laughs> well, on all fours oh, on I five. <laughs> and now we have somebody on the phone who I can't wait to talk to, but I have no idea who. Have to, and you haven't introduced me yet, and I'm. I'm You're really, Howard Lapidus, manager of the Star, who was going to be here, but he's sick. That Star. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, he's coming later. Oh, he's coming later. I'll well, tell him I love his headphones. Uh, on the phone, we have uh, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Better it's a pleasure and an honor to be on your program. Well, it is. Uh, believe me, you are in fine company. Many famous people have been on this show and then said, what the hell was I doing there? Hey, Chris, this is this is Howard, and, and you and I haven't met, and, and, and I am embarrassed to say. He knows nothing about Burl you. Burl took no time whatsoever to tell me that you were going to be here. Hey, no problem. Okay, so... so Everything I say and everything I do when we converse it's, today is coming from a standpoint of ignorance. I am absolutely winging all of it. That's fine. Okay, Why is this right. week different from all other weeks? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Chris, trying to think of how to pronounce your name properly. Thor, Thorstenson. That's correct. Okay. Yes, sir. Christian Thorstenson. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll just call you Chris. Uh, is that Norwegian? Swedish. Uh, it's uh, Icelandic. Icelandic. Yes, sir. You know, the uh, the tango is very popular in Iceland. Did you know that? Hey, Burl, what? let's get the show going. <laughs> the tango is popular in Iceland. I saw the whole thing on 60 Midgets about it. Anyway, his new book is called oh, Flight Path, The Fifth Plane and the Threat to Air Force One. And I was totally unaware that there was a fifth plane on 9-11 and that there was a plot against Air Force One. I saw the movie because our friend Ilya Baskin was in the movie. Was he part of this plot? Uh, no, sir. I'm getting this cold. There was a fifth... Yes. Pl- there was a f- you're saying that there was a fifth plane on 9-11. Yes, sir. Okay. Tell, well, us t- the story. tell me about it. I, I, gotta, I gotta know. Very good. Uh, there was a plane that was investigated in the early morning of September 12th, 2001 at the Daytona Beach International Airport. And I have this according to a number of news reports. Uh, one from CNN, uh, Paul Azan reported live that morning uh, on the investigation of the plane. And also uh, the Daytona Beach uh, News Journal, the Orlando Sentinel, uh, the Orlando Channel 9 Eyewitness News, and Salon.com, as well as two English newspapers, The Mirror and The Guardian, uh, both also reported on this plane. Uh, According to the various reports, luggage was found on a Continental Airlines jet uh, in the early morning of Daytona Beach International Airport. Uh, This plane uh, was found with luggage still on board 
And most importantly, there was a message found scratched into the front wheel well of the plane, and the message was, to Bush with love. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's it's something else. Uh, this was uh, acor- uh, now according to the London Guardian, uh, box cutters were found quote taped to the backs of fold down trays. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so it's, basically they they found an extra plane the next day. So and, so, uh, so so Chris, help me out here. What what is the fact, what is the fact that the luggage? Walk me through this thing. There was luggage on this plane. They found the luggage, in the, and then they found the, the, the scratched-in inscription, and they found the box cutters. Yes, sir. Uh, unfortunately, there's more questions than answers. Uh, this was pretty much designated a national security secret, and uh, reports on it stopped, and uh, the White House clammed up. So they would say that there was a threat to Air Force One, but they didn't, they didn't say what it was. And uh, basically, my book for the first time in 13 years, uh, shows this hidden crime scene and also identifies, uh, without a doubt, the threat to Air Force One that morning. And it was indeed this Continental jet. So was there any way of finding out what the uh, plan of attack was? Uh, Well, now, whether the plane was actually meant for an attack on Air Force One or if it was just meant to be found later as this macabre, taunting note to investigators later, like, yeah, we could have done this. You know, I'm not sure. It's it's still unclear. And I say in the book we should reserve judgment until more information, you know, becomes becomes. Well, okay, be okay. Well, you say you say that, but where are we going to get the information? And my question is this. Uh, sure. Uh, and again, there are going to be probably more questions than answers. But so mm-hmm. th- this luggage, what was in the luggage? Well, we don't know exactly what the luggage was. It just said that uh, Paul Zahn had reported that luggage on board the plane that was being investigated had, quote, missed its connection. I'm not quite sure what that means. It was a direct flight. So she may be referring to luggage that was on a previous flight. It just never got taken off. The difference between direct and nonstop? Yeah, well, direct Uh, means it stops, but you don't get off. That's right. Right. Correct. It, it, It wasn't... It was a direct flight from Newark International Airport to Daytona Beach, and so it it didn't it didn't swerve from its course. It, it actually arrived five minutes early, um, but it was found with luggage on board the next day, and this message scratched into it. How would somebody be able to scratch a? Uh, I know yeah, this same is a dumb way they question. got the box cutters to strapped to the uh, yeah. back of the drop down light. It had to be an inside job. It had to be somebody well, I mean, it it it. it that's just it. They must have had access. Uh, they had they had to have some sort of access to the tarmac, which, yeah, I mean, when you say inside job, it, it definitely sounds like there was somebody that had access, like a like a, some sort of ground crew or someone posing as ground crew. Hey, hey, Chris, uh, Chris, Chris, yeah. I've gotten on and off 25,000 airplanes, okay? When I get off the plane, all that's left is the flight crew. So, yeah, but right. they bring people in to clean the plane up. Yeah, okay. Well, that's true, but this plane was never cleaned. Okay, so they didn't. So there goes that one. Okay, so the mm-hmm. plane's never yes, cleaned. Everybody gets off the plane. Box cutters. Well, I, I don't. I don't really know if there was anyone on the plane. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a very interesting, very well, how interesting did it get thing. From Newark to da- Daytona. Yes, sir. Oh. How did it get to Newark? To, how did it get there? If there's, there was nobody on the plane, there at, a, at well, minimum I mean, there yeah. was a pilot and a co-pilot. 
Yes, of course. I mean, well, I mean, I'm assuming there was uh, a pilot. I mean, it, it did fly from Newark to Daytona Beach, but yeah, there's no info. I mean, I don't know why anybody wouldn't claim their luggage, you know. Well, the, well but, uh, but you're saying be able to find out whose luggage it was. You're saying it was on the that was still on the plane. Yes, sir. It was just found there, and uh, basically the crew that was you know supposed to take care of that, take it off the luggage, bring it to the you know the thing. It never happened. So that covers the first three pages of your book. What's in the rest of it? <laughs> well, there's quite a bit. Um, you you wanted proof that this plane had uh, some sort of thing, some sort of, how did it have to do with the threat to Air Force One that the White House said there was? Uh, well, according to the Bureau of Transportation Statistics, the Continental Airlines flight, and it was flight 1078, it left Newark Liberty at 7.45 a.m., and then flew for two and a half hours, which pretty much spanned like the length of the attacks and their immediate aftermath. And then it landed in Daytona Beach at precisely 10:15 a.m. Uh, did that land? Now, was that brought down when all the planes were brought down, or was that did that land just okay. on time? Well, that's that's a great question. I mean, a lot of a lot of planes were uh, all the planes were told to uh, uh, be grounded, and I think that was that that FAA uh, announcement came around 9:30. And this still it, main, it maintained its course for another forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just going to uh, drop to the ground like a rock because they tell it to you know, <laughs> they're going to complete their flight. Right. Well, uh, uh, taken by itself, it's it's very significant that, that there's this other plane that was manipulated to a certain extent by the Al Qaeda organization. Uh, you know, it, it was found with a message on it to the president. It was found with box cutters on it. And what my book does is it shows that this very plane occupied the same airspace in Florida as Air Force One. Oh. Now, you guys remember you guys remember when President Bush he was in Sarasota at the Emma E, uh, Emma e. Booker Elementary School. Right. He, he left the school at nine thirty five a.m. and then drove to the Sarasota Brandonton International Airport, and that was only like three miles away. Uh, Air Force One left Sarasota at exactly 9.54 a.m. and traveled north. Now, the idea originally was to get the president to Washington, which makes sense. In fact, you'll remember that President Bush was criticized for not returning to Washington. The reason for the abrupt change in course that Air Force One took into the Gulf of Mexico, it was going north, and then around 10.10 a.m., and this is according to Committee uh, 9-11 Commission Committee Sensitive Documents and Maps, it drew left sharply at 10-10 into the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, And the White House said that same week that the reason why that uh, uh, Air Force One did not return directly to uh, Washington, D.C. is because there was a, quote, real incredible threat to the president's plane. Now, only... Yes, only 200 or so nautical, aeronautical miles northwest of Sarasota, where he would take off from, is Daytona Beach. Continental Airlines Flight 1078, which would be found with the message to Bush scratched into it, landed in Daytona Beach at 1015. Now, this places both the president's plane and the Continental Airlines jet in the same airspace. And uh, they even talked about you know, a, a plane coming at them. Uh, Colonel Mark Tillman, the, the pilot of Air Force One, talked about trying to evade a plane. And, and was, finally... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. So are you saying it was the Continental Flight? Yes, I am. In fact, I'm not only saying it. The Mirror 
uh, reported uh, that the FBI had said... That's a pretty this is a, I know uh, what it is. Uh, first of all, in, in Magic Matt's going wild, as am I. I'm going <laughs> to sit there and take the word of a Fleet Street rag. Uh, are you kidding? <laughs> it's a Fleet Street rag. National Enquirer laughs at the mirror. National Enquirer. Oh, the mirror. <laughs> well, hey, very good. Uh, but they, they did say, they quoted the FBI as saying that the Continental Airlines plane was, quote, intended for an attack on President Bush while he was on board Air Force One. This oh, was why not? in the news. That This was in the news the same week. What news? Like the, the mirror? The, uh, come on. I well, was in the Guardian to go after you, Chris, but the mirror is not exactly my number one source. No. No, but well, if they're quoting the FBI, that would, that would be something you could verify. You do not need to rely on the... Truly, you don't need to rely on the mirror, though. If you look where Air Force One was going, it was in the same airspace. And, I mean, this plane was found with a message to Bush scratched into it. It's kind of a no-brainer. But what did the Guardian say? The Guardian is the... Uh, they're the ones that said that there were box cutters found on a Continental Airlines jet from Newark. And, what's uh, what's with all the Brits uh, piping up? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, There's it's no interesting. They have some pretty good intel. <laughs> we can get more accurate information about what goes on in America reading the English papers, if you will. Well, it's true. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Like they smoking. Yeah, well, the Wall Street what? Journal is owned by is 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 owned by uh, the Brits. Uh, you know, it's. The, the Meanwhile, is, but that's the, uh, the if it's a quote from the FBI, that could be fact uh, fact checked. You can just go to the FBI and get. Yeah, the quote. if I'm writing for the Mirror, I'll, I can sit and type in, into my computer a, a quote from sure. the FBI. But just that's like uh, Center for, uh, called the Center for Western Journalism, where they make up the headlines and the quotes. Why not? <laughs> wasn't Bigfoot after uh, after our president? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Big, but, big, uh, but the fact, president big, wasn't going to Waitsburg, Washington, so they didn't Bigfoot get had a beer with the president. <laughs> I like the, the, the ones, the uh, national news, that rag from here where it would show uh, Clinton having lunch with an alien. <laughs> oh, Come on. Good going. There you go. Uh, so uh, have you interviewed anyone from al-Qaeda? Like, are they missing their box cutters? <laughs> well, I, I, I suppose they are. <laughs> you like call them up, say, "Hey, we found your box cutters." So, so Chris, now let's get back to the inscription. It was uh, yes, sir. Uh, they, what was inscribed into the plane? Uh, I've in two uh, uh, two separate reports. Very specifically, they say that it said, "Quote to Bush with love." And that was where on the plane? Uh, this was uh, scratched into the front wheel well of the plane. Okay, uh, let's say. Let, let's just go with me on this, because what the heck, Chris, you've gone with the mirror and stuff. Go with me on this, okay? Okay. That, that, that the plane was in the airspace of Air Force One. And uh, could, that's correct. And could get to Air Force One, which, by the way, no, it can't, all right? Um, but let's say it did, and it cracked up Air, Air Force One and they both crashed. Who's finding to Bush with love inscribed in anything at that point? You know, well, that's a great. That's a good point. Yes. I mean, it was it was scratched into the into the metal, though. So I mean, maybe the well, idea was like that we used to you know, on bombs when we were bombing uh, Japan and Germany. We used to write things on the bombs like "Eat this," you know. Exactly. And they're not going to see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, that now that lets even more credibility to the idea that the plane was just meant to be found as like a macabre like taunt. 
Okay. So, I mean, so, so, yeah, I mean, so, it's, so it's, it wasn't, you know, I, I leave it, it open because there's to, not much it, information. It wasn't really meant to do anything other than scare the crap out of us. Which, I personally by the way, don't think it was meant... Uh, on that particular day, let me tell you what scared the crap out of me. I saw the World Trade Center fall. That was good yeah. enough for me, by the way. I don't need any inscriptions and box cutters. I was really, uh, this, the crap was scared out of me when I saw those towers come down. That, you and me too. Yeah. And so, so why would they even bother? Who knows how these people's mind works? Yeah, I'd have to defer to an FBI psychologist for that one. Yeah, it's dark though. It's really dark. It's dark, all right. So uh, when you you propose this uh, this book, did your publisher say, "Hmm, that's interesting"? Or did you get financing from the Mirror? I don't know. Uh, Well, I I want to reiterate, I I did not rely entirely on the Mirror. I just throw that in as one more thing. Uh, But all you need to do is look at the map that I have from the 9/11 Commission. It's a recently declassified map uh, showing Air Force One's progress. And at 10:10, it just draws sharp left. The White House actually said that there was a threat and that they uh, were thought that some plane was going to get them, which is why they pulled off correct. in the Gulf of and, Mexico. Yes, that's correct. In fact, there's CBS reports and numerous reports with uh, Colonel Mark Tillman uh, throughout the years uh, where he says exactly the same thing over and over. Uh, uh, just as they had received uh, a threat from the White House uh, saying that there was a threat to Air Force One, a called-in threat, uh, almost immediately after Air Force One, or sometime shortly after Air Force One left Sarasota Brandonton at 9:54, the, Air, uh, the White House, the Secret Service, uh, the Uniformed Division of the Secret Service, the White House received an anonymous call saying that there was a threat to Air Force One, and it was basically something like Air Force One is next. Yeah. And, so, uh, so let me ask you something, okay? Mm. Uh, because you seem to have a, a good handle on the. The tracking of the plane. So it goes up, Air Force One goes up and makes a, a sharp left at 1010 yes, over the Gulf of uh, Mexico. So so trace the plane for me from uh, from there. Uh, well, from there it goes on to uh, an Air Force base and that sort of thing. I, I, I don't actually deal with it after it leaves the Gulf of Mexico. The, the whole book just deals with it uh, leaving uh, Sarasota, going hey, north on. for about... You know, ten minutes and then just boom, it just draws left that's, all of a sudden. Fine. And when you so, read the news reports, mm, go ahead. Uh, okay, so so but you get these threats. So phone one's phone into the White House. How long does it take sure. to get a couple of uh, a couple of our jets up next to that plane? Yeah, way too long. When you look, it it, it I mean, it was like forty five, like way more than forty five minutes. It was like almost an hour until it received air support after it left. Why uh, so Brandon. long? Don't, don't they go fast? Uh, I would think so. Uh, now there were uh, F-16s. Oh, by the way, this was scrapped. this was not a drill. This was the real thing. These guys are drilling every day of the week. This was the real yes, thing, sir. and it's going to take oh, an absolutely. hour to get to Air Force One. Uh, well, I mean, if you look at the map, it shows the actually uh, jets leaving Jacksonville, and it shows uh, jets meeting uh, Air Force One on its on its route. And this is all taking place after ten thirty, ten forty five. So it took about 45 minutes. Uh, yes, sir. Wow. Hmm. I thought those I could, guys, I could pedal a bicycle faster. I thought they were yeah. faster. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not well, saying... Well, I mean, they, they were busy that morning, though. 
Yeah, but heck, uh, you know, let's go put our priorities straight. Uh, mm. Busy doing a lot of stuff, but guess what? Air Force One needs them. Yeah, uh, I'm so, sorry, Mr. President. So, we're busy. So as we yeah. uh, as we get our little priority list together, that shoots to the top, Chris. Warning! Yeah. Warning! What's the, just the sort of thing the 9/11 Commission should have dealt with? What you have done is wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Well, they were under a lot of pressure to clean that thing up. <laughs> yeah. Danger, danger. They were having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, they were having a rough time on that one. Hey, one of the fun things, one of the fun things, God, how can I say that? Uh, Matt and I were talking about one night, the, the uh, report on the BBC, where there's, you know, they're doing the report on the uh, the towers and all that, and she's reporting on the building number seven coming down 20 minutes before building number seven went down. <laughs> And uh, BBC had a hard time explaining that. How, how does that? How did you do that? Meanwhile, we're going to take a sixty-second break to uh, call the Secret Service and tell them to get off those hookers and get up there and save the president. We'll be right back. A true crime uncensored. <laughs> cell phone, and I know you do because you probably got Grinder on there, but it's time for you to add another app. That app would be for Outlaw Radio through the courtesy of RadioLoyalty.com. My suggestion is that you upload that app for free, mind you. Yes, totally free app. In order to be able to listen to us, the Demons of Decadence, every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 6 Pacific Standard Time or Pacific Daylight Time, and you'll have the opportunity to listen to us smoke drink and interrupt each other, which we do a really good job of doing. So once again, RadioLoyalty.com to pick up your free app of Outlaw Radio. Once again, this is Frank. So get off a grinder and get on to Outlaw. First Cigar Magazine, editor-in-chief, he started the whole Cigar Magazine thing at night. So Al, he left me having nothing to do with this, but Al was there. The host of Lighten Up says, Don't go near that dial. You probably don't want to get out of your easy chair anyway. (laughs) My computer doesn't have a dial. Hi, I'm Burl Bear. (laughs) Taking time out of my busy schedule. (laughs) Whack-a-doodle-doo. Whack-a-doodle-doo. Hey, I was uh, interviewed on a podcast that runs sometime in the near future on House of Mystery. He spent an entire, wasted an entire hour talking to me. <laughs> Lord only knows why. <laughs> oh, that was fun. But, uh, yeah, they're real nice. Buy all my books while you're at it. you got nothing better to do this weekend than uh, go online to uh, Amazon or uh, Barnes & Noble and uh, say, gee, if I knew how to spell Burl's name, I'd buy his books. It's B-U-R-L-B-A-R-E-R, like as in more naked. And then you'll see all these books written by a true genius. And what's that? 
you talking about Howard? Let's keep going. Yeah, Howard. Howard's <laughs> a lot of pressure, too. He's got Dr. Dre and his headphones coming in later. <laughs> oh, what's my latest book? Anybody know? Uh, uh, it's got to be something good. I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's Man Overboard and there's uh, Jealousy. No, but it's Sex, Jealousy, and Murder in Los Gatos, California. One gorgeous cocktail waitress and two men with... Interested in cocktails. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Hey, bro. That's pretty scary. Bro. Back to true crime. <laughs> they think I'm nuts. Go ahead. Uncensored. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> what was the first movie to show a toilet flush? With Burl Bear and <laughs> Howard Lapidus. Uh, you know the um, answer to that question? Yeah, yeah, Burl Bear home movies. No, no, no. Psycho. Yeah, Featuring a, Mark C.G. No, Boyer. Mark isn't here He's today. Here. He, he actually has friends. No. He sent me a message. I have some friends I'm going to go see. What yeah, I got the, the, the same message. It basically, it says, I, I, you want to translate that? I'll translate. Yeah, I, got yeah. uh, I, I just don't have it to get out of bed on Saturday. <laughs> that's that's it. I'm just going to sit there and wallow in like Cheez-Its and, <laughs> and, and playoff hockey. That's just what I'm going to do. That was well, Mark. I, Mark's, found, I found it a little bizarre because... His friends live in Pasadena. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't seen him so in weeks. It's not like they're visiting. Yeah, he just has to shoot out there. It takes him 28 minutes. Right. Yeah. Why is he not here? Why, why is it a Saturday he chose to be with his friends in Pasadena? Because How about he's fed up with us. I think so. How about this? I'm glad he's not here, damn it. Wow. Well, maybe it's because we got on him so bad last week. What, he, he felt bad? Did you get on him? I get on him. I get on him every week, and I take him aside. And I go, look, it's the bit. You know, like you're the real dumb guy, and I make it. <laughs> He's our fact checker. You don't call yeah, it our yeah. fact checker a dumb guy. No, no, no. But that's see, that's that's the irony. Of that's the, bit. the irony. Do, of do it, you yeah, understand? Okay. Speaking of irony and bits, hey Chris, I'm still yeah. up, and I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why do I care about this plane? Is there oh, a reason? Well, well, it, it, it is a crime scene that's been hidden for 13 years having to do with, like, the biggest crime of the 21st century. Yeah, that's a good reason. All right, well, you're getting me there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's something that should have been in the 9-11 Commission. And the other thing is, is once you know about this, you can go and do research on Continental Airlines and see if, which is what I did, I, I, I basically dug through declassified 9-11 Commission documents obtained through FOIA, and... I found an FBI 302 document which summarized an interview with a Continental Airlines captain who had a very interesting story to tell about something that happened to a stewardess that had talked to him immediately after the attack. Well, now uh, we're talking. Let's now get we're to talking. That. Let's yeah. hear about this three, stewardess. Oh, wait till you hear about this. Three, three, almost three weeks before 9-11, uh, a stewardess was traveling on a Continental Airlines jet, Flight 50, which on August 20th, 2001, left Newark, again, a Continental Airlines jet leaving, it, leaving from Newark, and it traveled to Frankfurt, Germany. Within two to three hours of flight time, a Middle Eastern, quote, Middle Eastern man got up, covered his face with his hands, and ran up the aisle to the uh, cockpit and started banging on the cockpit door, screaming that he wanted to go to Germany. He did this two to three more times, and eventually he was sat down next to a United States Marine. And you'd think that's... And they fell in love. <laughs> what, what happened yeah. then? Yeah. Well, the guy punched the Marine, climbed over him, and produced a box cutter and made his way towards the stewardess. And he was uh, put in a uh, uh, 
uh, put on put in a hold by a, uh, a Continental Airlines captain that was traveling in plain clothes. Put him in a uh, what do you call it? A uh, full Nelson, mm-hmm. and and he was disarmed. And his luggage was found to contain quote bunches of box cutters. Now, does that have to do with a rock what, band? <laughs> yeah, bunches of box cutters. Yeah, uh, he basically. Uh, the captain told the FBI that he's not sure what happened when when the plane landed in Frankfurt. Uh, the stewardess didn't have much much else to the story. She just said, like, what happened on the plane? I went through interviews with everyone that was in charge of security at Newark Airport. Now, you remember, Newark was where Flight 93 took off from on 9-11. None of the security professionals in charge of security at Newark International, uh, Liberty International Airport were ever made aware of this incident. Three weeks prior to the attacks, a Middle Eastern man pulled a box cutter on people and terrorized a plane going to Frankfurt, Germany. That was just because and no, was, and no one at Newark was told about it. He just didn't like the. Yeah. He didn't like the. He didn't get the kosher meal. <laughs> and if he ever well, been to New sure. Jersey, no wonder he wanted to go to Germany. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's 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 just one more thing. It was one more was example of the uh, so where so no security. What, what happened to this guy? Because they sat him down. That's he's just, next, he's next to the marine, and the plane gets to Frankfurt. What happens to the guy? We don't know. Oh, That's good. just it. The story ended, and I have this from an FBI 302 document. It's an interview with an Air, uh, Continental Airlines captain. He this is secondhand information from him, but. If you go through all the interviews with the FBI with in the 9-11 Commission with the, secu- the people in charge of security at uh, Newark Liberty, every single one said there was no pre-9-11 security incidents that raised any alarms, and certainly nothing having to do with box cutters being used to terrorize planes. But yet we find out there was. Yes, that's correct. So it just shows us some terrible communication gaps and some lack of professionalism among the security people at the <clears> airport. <throat> Well, uh, it sounds to me like they were actually doing their job. They were just never informed, and that's on the Germans. Oh, yeah, because they were flying into Germany at the time when that happened. Correct. If he was apprehended, he would have been apprehended by German police. Now, I, I talked to German police at Frankfurt Airport. Uh, all, any kind of reports or anything that they would have had on that incident, they, they destroyed. They don't have them. Uh, I tried getting inform- more, further information where the guy was... Yeah, you know, where he would have been, you know, put into the dock and gone through court, and uh, I never got an answer back from him. So, hey, well, Chris, uh, Chris it's probably he yeah. uh, was probably shipped off to some private prison and had the hell tortured out of him. Chris, what's the well, name of the book? Most, yeah, most likely. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that if he was shipped off, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it was to a U.S. prison, and uh, I, it doesn't sound like U.S. authorities were ever notified of this. And yeah, because it would have been they uh, they to come under German authority, kind of like the uh, Pure Beer Act. <laughs> well, Chris, Chris, what's the name of the book? Uh, the name of the book is Flight Path: The Fifth Plane and the Threat to Air Force One, and you can find it at flightpathbook.com. You can read the second chapter with the plane in it for free. And uh, there's a big plane to fit know, in the book. Well, it is. <laughs> Let's say I want to buy the book. Uh, and if you want to buy the book, it's just five bucks. It's available everywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. But if you'd like to kick me a few extra bucks, you can get it through my website at flightpathbook.com. Do you, sign, do you sign them if they go through the website? What's this? Do you sign them if they go through the website? 
Uh, it's actually just an ebook at the moment. Oh, okay. Got it's it. an ebook, yeah. <clears throat> but you can have yeah, those sure. electronically signed by going to uh, authorgraph.com. You I, I, I don't want to let you confuse me. No. Well, well, I'll keep people that in mind. Is if people want their ebook autograph, yeah, they request that. Is at that right? Burl, ask me. Ask me one more How time. About that? Ask me one more time if I care. You don't care. Huh? No. I, I, <laughs> if I had chips, you'd care. I don't eat chips anymore. I don't know if you've noticed that. I noticed. Well, I thought that's because we forbid you to do so. No, you didn't. Oh. I did that on my own. Thank you. Hey, do you realize that we have gone now for uh, uh, about a half hour and there's been no feedback? Yeah, so there should be some any minute now. <laughs> Chris, we have a a, a a consistent technical problem. So uh, oh, no, problem. no, I know Burl's making a. Uh, he's talking about it. So that's that's the. Uh, that's it's a, a self-professionalism. It's once again a self-fulfilled <laughs> prophecy should be happening at any moment. Yeah. So Chris, uh, spell your last name one more time for us. Oh, my last name is Thorsteinson. T h o r s t e i n s o n. And uh, people can find the book. I, I just like telling people about the book, and and people will yeah, be able to, that. No problem. People can pick up the book and and then make up their own mind on this. I find it rather fascinating. I I find you know anything that has to do with uh, you know the government just hiding stuff from us fascinating. But I I'm trying to really wrap my head around why this would happen in the first place and why we wouldn't be told about it. I you know I, I see. Uh, you know the threat. I may be able day. to answer that. Uh, what's that? Uh, I may be able to answer. Please that. Um, go. Since, well, since it had to do with the president's plane, it's I think within their purview. I think within their right to uh, make it uh, national security sensitive. Okay. So it you know because so, it has to do so with So I'm, I'm, I'm with yeah. I'm, I'm with Bush's guys on that. Absolutely. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want and, to expose uh, what their exposure was. Right. Yeah, and the thing is, is that, and I'm with you, I, I, I think things are classified to a fault, and we're not, you know, this big thing, this, uh, this spying scandal broke in Germany, right? Take that, for instance. We don't know why, you know, it's like, oh, the NSA is spying in Germany. It's like, oh, yeah, we spy on everybody, it's no big deal. Well, no, it is a big deal. That's that's kind of like the fourth largest economy in in, in uh, Europe. They're a huge uh, 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 you know friend of the U.S. Uh, we basically pool our trade power to keep Russia at bay and whatnot. It's it's you know it's a big deal spying on Germany. They're supposed to be a friend, but if you read my book in the first chapter, I. I bring a long laundry list, everything from the curveball debacle to all kinds of things, where the Germans have been very reticent for some reason in cooperating with uh, the U.S. intelligence community in, you know, inter allowing interviews with suspects, allowing access to suspects, and then, you know, basically, I, I show this long history of this, and then you have this, you know, this Continental Airlines plane flying to Frankfurt three weeks before 9-11, with this incident happening on us, on it, and then we're not told about it, and it's just one more thing. Oh, that may be. Yeah, you may be onto something there. We've pissed them off. We have withheld yeah, well, information. Sure. We have withheld information from them. We have spied on them, and they're our friends. And something happens that has a potential impact on us. Um, well, screw you. You know, you don't tell us what's going hey, on. Hey, Why hey, should we hey, tell you? Can, can I? U.S. bad. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Matt has this obsession. This parent. Paranoid delusion yeah, that yeah, I'm what, the, what that you're a communist? Yeah. No, no, we know that. Okay. I'm not a <laughs> no, no, no. You are a communist. 
And and do, do you not understand? And first of all, when we talk about the Germans, and you, I remember the Germans. You grew up a Jew, correct? I still am. Yeah. Yeah, and me too. Okay, so not, well, I don't uh, trust those damn Germans. Thank you. And they Are don't you trust kidding? us. But I don't trust them. Uh, why would you trust them? I don't. Thank you. Uh, Chris doesn't well, either. Just... Chris doesn't well, trust them. It's not that I don't the trust them. I just, bad. you know, I, I think that they need to be a lot more cooperative. And I, I think the U.S. intelligence community is doing something to kind of push that along a little bit. They're, they're having a lot of meetings with them and trying to, like, restart. I have a lot of meetings every day of my life, and, you know, none of them mean <laughs> anything. Abdul, no less. No, I haven't met with her in a long yeah. time. Hey, Chris? Well, talk, talk's cheap. I, yeah, I agree. It is. Uh, and not sp- if you're talking to Howard. Speaking of, of, uh, of you know, Burl not informing me that you were going to be here, you know, and I'm right up front with the whole thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> where, uh, help me out. What, what's your background? Where are you from? Sure. Uh, well, I live in Virginia, and uh, I started off like basically just writing for cultural magazines, uh, things having to do with film, and uh, I actually wrote for a, uh, a magazine out in California uh, for a little while, and then I tried to help. I, I wanted to transition into journalism somehow, so I started to like help other journalists with their projects. Uh, I published without my name. I published like a couple pieces with a couple journalists, and then I got the bug, and I was just like, I, I got to do this. Did you like, ever write gonna, about gonna... Freddie Got Fingered? No. <laughs> well, why did you bring that up, bro? I, because you're famous for that. I am famous for that. I made that movie, but but why on earth would you? Because bring he said up? he writes about film, and I thought maybe he'd Is written, that... you know, the, hey, the ultimate analysis. Freddie Got Fingered. He's, he's, he's throwing you a plug. He's throwing you a plug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to sell another DVD. Thanks, <laughs> That will be the second one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd take a break, Matt. I hope so. I, th- I don't know. Uh, what, more about Freddie Got Figured after this on True Crime on 60 Six. second break. We'll be right back. Yeah, number one box cutter show on all of America. Hi, this is Zach Gustine, and if you own a cell phone, and we know you do, or ride a plastic pony in front of Albertsons, you are no longer tied to your computer. You are now safe to roam while Barstow's burning and take Outlaw Radio with you everywhere you go. Grab an Outlaw Radio app from RadioLoyalty.com. The smoking, drinking, interrupting 24-hour party that you follow now follows you. Your cell phone or Apple device is now the easiest way to stay connected with your friends on Outlaw Radio. You know the demons of decadence. Change the way you listen to radio seven days a week. Now available free at RadioLoyalty.com. Just punch in Outlaw Radio. See that, Mark? You stay on script. The knights who say me. Yeah, the knights who say Yes, of course. Burl Bearer. I've known a few writers who were rogues and vagabonds. And I'm Roger Moore. I didn't supply the microphone. Burl, Burl is having such a great time with today's show. He, he picked up and left. So, so, Chris, it's just you and I. and uh, that's, Burl's a moron anyway. And, and, well, hey, Howard. And, 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 and when I say we are the number one true crime show in radio, we are. Um, Absolutely. And, and we've become known for that. And, and one of the reasons is, is 
we, we'd like to have fun with uh, with our guests, and and, um, and we certainly are having fun with you. And and thank you very much. And uh, I, oh, certainly. Yeah, and you you do know. I wish I knew. <laughs> You would come into this knowing more and have uh, questions that actually mean something. But, but well, hopefully, th- hopefully, I've piqued your curiosity. You, no, 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 you, you have, and and uh, it's uh, that's why I was uh, I wanted to plug the book because uh, I you know I want to get I'll get I'll get a hold of one and uh, and, and look at this because it, it, once again it is the government uh, you know whitewashing something that is you know rather important um, thirteen fourteen years later and um, it's something I would want to know about it. it it's just, you know, as 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 I as I listen to what you say and what what they found, I'm just trying to see a how would they put that together, b why would they bother, because on the again on that day we were shaken. Yeah, we were shaken. We and we we were shaken for a long time afterward. It doesn't matter well, whether you're, you're, I think whether you're on the right or whether you're on the I left. Something I got I got a vast though. If the yeah. if Air Force One says, "Ooh, gee whiz, there was a threat. There was a plane coming at us." Well, who's flying that Continental plane, and what what happened? I mean, if there was a direct threat, that meant whoever was flying that Continental plane was going after the uh, the uh, the Air Force One. I think no. What Chris is saying, sorry to interrupt, Chris. What you're saying, and I'm going to put some words in your mouth, is it was go basically over, over. It, 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 that whole thing was just put together to scare the crap out of us. There was nobody ever going to go up in that plane. Well, what, but if the Air Force One says, oops, we better hang a left here and go to the Gulf of Mexico because someone's coming yeah, at us. It, it certainly appeared like a threat to Colonel Mark Tillman when he was in the air, and he treated it like one. And, and I think that was correct. And it's actually really interesting. I mean, you, you think of, like, the military mind behind this guy. Like, he's like, okay, I'm going to draw left. If this thing's coming at me, if it really is a threat, it'll follow me. So he's testing it. At the same time, he's taking himself out of uh, civilian airspace and over, you know, the Gulf of Mexico, so there's nothing going on like underneath. He's a pilot, or really he, smart. Who, what, what, who, who, who is, is this guy? guy? Colonel Mark Tillman. Mm. He was uh, the uh, uh, the pilot of Air Force One for okay. George Bush. You'd hope he'd be George smart. W. Bush. Yeah, you'd hope he'd be smart. You think he'd uh, have uh, something to think about? <laughs> so, does anybody go to the pilot of that Continental Airlines plane <clears throat> afterwards and say, "Oh, what were you doing chasing the president?" He wasn't, though. Yeah, but why did this guy think he was? Well, unfortunately, it looks like everyone got away because there there are no answers. So I mean, that's just it. So everybody, it, all got, we have is a plane. Everybody yeah. got away, and we're left with luggage. How much? We're, lo- we're left with a yeah. We're left with a plane with luggage on board. Apparently, box cutters taped to the backs of fold down trays, and how? a message scratched to the president into the front wheel. How, how, how much luggage was yeah, there? Nothing uh, could sell the luggage. Was really good in there. Yeah, because I was going to put uh, on eBay. Not that I know of. Uh, there. Basically, they don't they don't give very much information. Up uh, there's, I think, two or three news reports that mention the luggage that's still on board. And Paul is on reported live. There's actually live footage of the plane that you can find in my book, uh, where CNN reported live on the investigation of the plane. Paul is on said luggage. Uh, we're not quite sure what's you know how this plane is related to the other events unfolding in Florida, uh, but luggage on board had not made its connection. And that's all she said. That's all we have. Yeah, trying to connect the dots on that one doesn't make any sense. Anything else? Are, uh, are you looking at, is it now a journalist, are you looking at anything else that has uh, piqued your interest that the government hasn't told us? Well, I'm, I'm uh, let's see, like uh, having to do with 9-11? Or having to do with anything. Having to do with anything, quite frankly. 
Well, I think I think what's interesting, most interesting these days, is is the uh, the still unfolding quote unquote scandal of uh, NSA spying in Germany. It's when you see like how they haven't cooperated with us. When you see that they withhold information from us like this. Uh, you know, like the, 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 the guy that was, you know, terrorizing a plane that was, you know, landed in Frankfurt. Frankfurt, uh, by the way, uh, was reported by the uh, developed newspaper as being the logistical command post of Osama bin Laden in Europe. And my book also traces a long history of terrorist events having to do with uh, dark networks, pretty much. Uh, not just the Al-Qaeda organization, but... Uh, terrorist organizations having, you know, they're close well, they're to heroin trafficking. Mm-hmm. The Germany's still pissed they lost the war. I don't know if you saw yeah, the, well. uh, they uh, made a, uh, a movie out of this, and I actually was with one of the, the guys who was part of this, and that's when they, the uh, the Jewish gentleman who pretended to be uh, connected to uh, uh, neo-Nazis in America with a lot of money, uh, in, oh, wow. it was, and it was in Germany, and they videotaped these secret meetings between this guy who was, this is the fellow I was with, who was pretending... Right out of boys, boys from Brazil. Yeah, who was pretending to be a very wealthy American media guy who wanted to give a lot of money to the uh, Nazi faction in Germany, which of course is illegal in Germany, because he had so much money, they went, ooh, this is really great, and set up these meetings with really powerful people in Germany, high up, you know, like supposedly very respectable in the administration, and... They put this on the, I think it was CBS Morning News, this expose showing the, that there were still these Nazi elements in the German government. So of course, that's illegal. They're supposed to close them down. And you know what Germany did? What's that, bro? Absolutely nothing. Boy, did that bore the heck out of me. That, uh, well, you're easily <laughs> bored, Howard. We have a guest here. Yeah, hi. Who wrote a book. Yes, he did. How did it do? It's called Flight Path. With this plane and the threat to Air Force One. Yeah, I saw that movie. If Harrison Ford had been on that plane, he would have kicked their ass. That's right. Get off my plane. Yeah, get off my plane. Was Ilya Baskin <laughs> was in that movie? Yeah, Ilya Baskin was one of the terrorists yeah. in that movie. That's before he could speak English. He speaks. That's Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh was not on the plane. He was. Uh, he was with Ringo Starr the other night. Was he? Yes, he was. Right. It was a one. Yeah, got a rock and roll hall of fame, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ringo is playing at the casino. Uh, <laughs> Joe also a very very good friend of mine. Is he? Yeah. He returns your phone calls. Joe does not return my phone calls. Oh, that's how good I don't call. He is. I have no. I haven't talked to him since 1978. That's what a good friend he is. Yep. Well, cheers to you. Thank you. <laughs> he got the other little Chris, we're, just, screw, we're just screwing around a little bit. No problem. Hey, if, if I could, though, um, you, you were saying, like, what am I interested in? Like, you know, other other topics of, like, you know, the government yep. withholding information. Yep. Well, I think, like, this is just the kind of information that they would withhold so they could, you know, do their business in Germany mm-hmm. or spying and whatnot. Uh, when, when President Barack Obama was interviewed by ZDF, like a, uh, a German... Whoa. Mo, hello. Hold on, hold on. Hey, Chris, are you on a cell phone? Uh, yes, I am. Is there a hard line nearby? Well, no. Unfortunately, no. no. Okay. Did you right. want me to try calling back? No, 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 no we got no, you. No, you. We got you're, 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 That's you're, a pretty good trick, huh? You're good. Where are you on the Snowden issue? Wow, yeah. Um, well, it's a complicated issue, and... Uh, 
I I am not one of the I, you know I love the idea that that I love that there's a debate there's a public debate that people are talking about you know uh, outdated uh, uh, laws and whatnot with the NSA and spying and all this and I think you know obviously you know our rights need to be protected and uh, you know it's just, it's 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 definitely something we all need to be talking about but the way he did it is just oh god it's just so suspicious it's like he got like this huge cache of like information it was basically uh the colonel mark or uh, general uh, mark hayden uh former cia and nsa director said that um that he didn't you know they talk about leaks well he got the plumbing <laughs> so, 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 so that's, that's quite a lot of information. So, in your, your opinion about him, you're, you're, in your opinion, he's a traitor. I think. Well, he's a I mean, patriotic traitor. You know, that's I mean, the problem. Oh God! Here goes. <laughs> I, I think it's a complicated issue. Complicated. I like the fact that yeah. it's 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 uh, starting more of a, a public debate about something we probably should have been talking about, like in the nineties. Yeah, okay. I'm Kurt Loader, and that's the. But aside from that, I'm withholding judgment on him because. It's just the way he released it. It's like just before the president goes to China, boom, he releases a bunch of stuff having to do with us in China. Before he goes to Germany, boom, he releases a bunch of stuff, you know, like of us spying on Germany. It's almost like it was all like, it was almost two plans. And then like, he's holding up, he's holding up in Russia. Uh, I'm a big old lefty and he's a traitor, okay? I'm a big old centrist and I can't decide. Oh yeah, you're a centrist. (laughs) Yeah, you're a centrist, yeah. I'm more of a centrist than you are, my good friend. Yes, you are. Personally, I'm withholding judgment. I'm not quite sure about it. No, he looks exactly like the guy who plays Tom on Hang on a second, bro. Why are you withholding judgment we were here we are we're doing a you know we're chatting on a saturday afternoon why are you yeah. withholding judgment on this guy why is he calling himself a centrist <laughs> that's a good one well when you're as far to the left as you are to the right see i come out in the center stop one thing i was careful to do was to leave my politics out of the book which yeah is really but, so hard now the, to do. but now the book is now the book is done we can talk about your politics I don't care about his politics. I, it's not that. It's I want to know where he stands on Stone. I don't want you don't. I, I sat here yeah, and told you. I'll ask you, Howard. Did you see uh, Citizen Four? Whatever. It is yeah, of course. I I, I I know an awful lot about the Snowden issue, and I'm sitting here calling him a traitor. I, yeah, so I'm not withholding anything. It's it's a strong language. I'm not even used to saying like, "Ah, he's a traitor." You know, oh, I mean, it's but, damn strong. You know, I, 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 I've I, never I, used it on anybody, quite frankly. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 heavy language, it, but you know, I mean, the guy stole documents. I happen know, to think I it. happen to think he's uh, brilliant. He's a very very smart guy. Guess what? He's so, a traitor. So was Hitler. Yeah, Hitler was he's a traitor. You he know, went and he you, know you can't do what's that. Very, what's very interesting about Snowden is that he's holed up in Russia right now, right? And Russia actually, um, they stand to gain the most from a disruption between the quote-unquote friendship between Germany and the U.S. Yeah, we can talk about the oil pipeline between Germany and Russia. We can start with yeah. that. We can start with the Russians are not our friends. Let's get a grip, okay? Sure, sure. Not with Putin in there. Putin is a oh. thug. Let's let's keep going. You want me to keep yeah, going? Well, remember we had that guy on, uh, Madimbe, who would be whatever from England, who was saying that the Russians needed a thug like him after the, the guy they had in before? Yeah, terrific. Yeah.
Yeah. He's a thug. He's a thug. I have first-hand information that he's a thug. I was involved in a case in, in, in Russia, a, a very high-profile case, where they almost killed my guy. They shouldn't do that. No, they shouldn't. No, no doubt it had to do with the oligarchs. Huh? Uh, yeah, you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, times are tough all over. Yeah. I'll tell you, we, we also had on the uh, the guy from Israeli intelligence, Mr. Northrup, oh, wow. uh, who said, whatever, basically, whatever you hear on the news and on TV, that's Channel One. That's the stuff that you think's going on. And what's really going on, you don't know. <clears throat> oh, you don't know. If we really know what was going on, this is what, what's fascinating about uh, your book. And, and it, what, if we really knew why that all took place, because it obviously... You're not making it up. I, that far, I think I got. And and uh, I mean, your your source is the mirror. I mean, he's gonna, right. <laughs> no, well, that's you're going to keep going on the mirror. <laughs> no, I have to. It's just it's just it's, it's fun. I know that you have a, a bit more uh, behind you than that, and you know no I'm problem. kidding. But you know, yeah. by the way, you know as far as journalism goes, and you, and you you say you're a journalist as as I say that I have a degree in journalism. I'm not a journalist, but the 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 you know, I, I certainly believe more of what I read in the National Enquirer than I believe in what I read in the, in the L.A. Times. It's smart. It's, and yes. uh, because the National Enquirer, which is is uh, most of that stuff is so well vetted now because they don't they, they want no time for uh, lawsuits. It's cheaper for them to have the things vetted with lawyers up front than it is to you know defend uh, the lawsuits that they get slammed with. So if the National yeah. Enquirer has you, guess what? They've got you. They really do have you. Okay? The LA Times is garbage. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll believe 95% of what Mumbai. I read in, in, in the Enquirer, and I, and, I, and I mean that, and I believe maybe 60% of what I read in the LA Times. It's junk. It's, it's dog waste, quite frankly. I have zero time for most American newspapers right now. And and uh, then you want to you want to talk about the 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 highbrow Wall Street Journal that's owned by friggin' Murdoch. It's Fox. I like Murdoch. I mean, they're fine too. But but they file out of London. I don't. They they file out of Fleet Street. It's not the Wall Street Journal anymore. I thought when Reverend Moon used to own that. He did for five uh, and a half seconds. Yeah, just long enough to make some money. Yeah, we were at the Washington Times. I thought, no, I guess not. Um, times are tough all over. Who, who was the Times? Didn't uh, uh, didn't uh, um, uh, what's the uh, the website? Uh, not Amazon, the other one. Uh, eBay. <laughs> eBay bought the Times. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Are they auctioning it off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I feel ladies are cool babies or a tasty snack. What the hell was that? Hey, Matt's having uh, the time of his life. Playing, playing with himself. He's, ha- he's having fun. Yeah. A lot like you do every week on this show, Burl. That's right. That's Thank why you. we're Good the night. number one true crime show in the world. That's why Aaron Moriarty's still waiting for her toaster. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, Chris, you know Aaron Moriarty does our show all the time. You know that. Yes. Twice she's done our show. Hey, Burl. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I've heard plenty of the show. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> and she's not doing it again until she gets that toaster. <laughs> I'll send her the damn toaster. They're cheap. She's great with us. Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah, no, she so she producer, she kind of like Chris. Chris is Chris is rolling with the punches. He's all right. Yeah, yeah and, she, and she does too. Yeah, she didn't blink when it's I said, "What are you these wearing?" Guys, these guys, they come hey, on. You guys, and t- uh, 
you guys know industry people out there. You guys know anybody that would be interested oh. in, uh, like, any agents out there that might be interested in helping me option this thing as a documentary? Oh, God in heaven. Oh, I can't even get anybody to option my books. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was worth a shot. Speaking of 9-11, I did have... I hear that one more time. I did have an option coming up. Miramax. Everything was except signed on the line with Miramax for a movie based on Man Overboard. Well, that, oh, and then that, 9-11 happened and Miramax said, anything we haven't signed... <laughs> uh, and that's back when Harvey and uh, Bob owned it. Yeah. And Miramax stands for Miriam and Max, their parents. How about bye that? Bye. Yeah. Can we go home now? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're all done now. <laughs> Are we the done? The book Are is called Flight Chris, Path. Chris, you come see us sometime. And the threat to Air yes. Force One. Uh, bye. Thank, thank you very much for having me on the show. And flightpathbook.com. You for everything. Thanks, Great, a lot. thanks hey, Chris, a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot. Hey, Pearl. What? What's next? What's next? Well, it's Magic Matt Allen, the Demons of Decaders Live in the Light Up Lounge, with special guests Dr. Drew Binsky and Ed Asner. And more. Uh, more. And who's someone else? Deborah uh, Pearl? Uh, Ed Pearl. My uh, Aunt Pearl is going to be here. No, Deborah Pearl. James Kotak will be calling in from uh, somewhere in the world. God, some, somewhere he's It is a well-planned, we are packed today on yeah, Outlaw Radio. Hey, we'll be back on the other side. Everything. Wow, who could? 